0: When I first came to university as a first year, I was expecting a lot of parties, a lot of social events, just a lot of fun. And I had a ton of expectations. And in the end, not all of them were met. You know, I think I
1: shared a lot of those expectations um, going into college. But, you know, as a graduating senior, you know, kind of looking back on my experience at college, you know, I don't believe a lot of those you know came about. Um, Whenever I talked about college to um, a lot of my family members, you know, the most common thing that I heard was college was the best years of their lives. And it was some golden era that they lived. But, you know, when I look back, you know, there were certainly times that I struggled. There were certainly times that I watched my friends struggle. And, you know, I, I think that whole, you know, idea of college being a golden
0: era of your life, you know, is a little bit of a myth. Jay, I don't think that's just you. I was recently reading this article, and it found that 17% of college students are taking antidepressants, according to a UCLA study. So it's not just your experience. It seems like a significant amount of people are not having the best time of their lives. Wow, I mean, I did not realize that depression was affecting
1: that many people. I think, you know, even just considering that statistic, it's incredibly important to understand how depression is seen and treated.
0: Yeah, and I think the best way to start is to look at how depression has commonly been treated. Essentially, we are used to looking at depression within the field of medicine as a chemical imbalance in the brain. And in fact, there's this entire theory, the chemical imbalance theory, and the chemical is serotonin essentially the idea is people with depression just don't have enough serotonin in their brain serotonin is a chemical that regulates mood and is commonly associated with happiness hence the goal has always been to create a drug to increase levels of serotonin because with more serotonin there is no longer a chemical imbalance
1: so the drug prozac was developed in 1988 by eli Lilly and since its development it has been one of the most prescribed drugs in history. So a little bit of background on what Prozac actually is. So Prozac is an SSRI, which stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, which sounds complicated, but essentially, SSRIs increase serotonin in your brain.
0: And as you said, Prozac was developed in 1988, which has given us a bunch of time to study its effects. And the reality is, it has very much mixed findings. Cochrane, which is a gold standard of meta-analyses, found that Prozac does help some people, but it also doesn't help many, many others. Recently, new treatments for depression have been developed that may add to our toolkits of addressing depression.
1: So I think you have all the things that you've, you know, said, I think taking all that into consideration. You know, it's pretty obvious that you know there's no one size fits all when it comes to treatment plans for depression. You know at the very root of the chemical imbalance theory that you mentioned, you know it's simply treating the symptoms rather than the cause. You know I think it's important to understand that people need more than just drugs. You know, people neglect to see the whole scope of what's actually
0: needed. Yeah, and in the same way that Prozac did not help a significant chunk of people, we need to understand that in terms of treating depression, there is no single drug, there is no single treatment that will help a person. We should stop thinking of treating depression as a single action and more of as a journey. And it is our job to support our friends on that journey.
2: And as we come to a close, wanna give a couple reminders to be patient with your peers, friends, and family members who may have depression, again. It's a different journey for everyone. And also, to give a resource, Calm for Free is a free emotional support text line. Text TALK, T-A-L-K, 2552020 This podcast was produced by Northwestern Physicians for Human Rights members Yevgeny Stolyarov, Jay Patel, and Sheyan Malik.